On the Grindhouse Girls podcast, we discuss all things spoopy, scary, and strange. Some content may be disturbing or graphic in nature. Listener discretion is advised. Hello there, this is Katie. And hi, I am Brittany. And this is episode 100. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. We're at 100 episodes, y'all. 100 episodes of the Grindhouse Girls podcast. What? What? I don't even know. I don't even know how we got here. But it's been fun. Yeah, it's crazy. It is crazy. Like... But pretty freaking cool. Yeah. How are you guys? How are you doing? How's everybody? Oh, uh, this week is going to be like, it's going to be, I'm going to steal this from last podcast on left. It's going to be a relaxed fit. We're just, we're chilling out for episode 100, but we're going to answer some questions and talk about some good movies that we've covered. If you haven't caught those episodes and also, we're going to try to, like, do a movie giveaway the week that this goes out. So, if you haven't yeah. already, make sure you hit up the Instagram and like all of our posts because that's usually how we pick people to win prizes. Yeah. So, pretty cool. Pretty sure they're courtesy of our lovely friend Dalton because yes. they just keep gifting us with movie codes because they know that we like to give them away and somehow... They get them all the time. It's pretty yes. cool. It is really cool, actually. We appreciate you, Dalton, very we do. much. Thank you for being a supporter of the podcast. And thank everyone who's listening for being a supporter of the podcast. Oh, yeah. We appreciate every comment, every like, every subscription, every listen. You guys are amazing. And we're just so excited. So I guess we should get our business done first. Uh, Britt, did you have any housekeeping? I did not. I feel guilty because I say that every week, but I'm like, I don't remember hearing anything that was off really to me. What about you, Katie? What housekeeping did you have? The only thing I have is, so one time your mic went out and I caught it and we re-recorded, but there's another time that your mic went out and I didn't catch it. But you could still vaguely hear you, like, but it was just very low. So if she goes out for a second, that's the mic and I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. That that happens with these technical podcasts. Um what was I gonna say? Oh, did you watch anything exciting? Uh so the only thing we've watched in the last week has been Euphoria. Woohoo! Which Katie obviously was talking about. I was like, I know, I know I need to watch it. And then I didn't know until after watching it that it is HBO's second most watched show behind Game of Thrones. And that's mind-blowing to me. And it's produced by A24. Yeah. It's great. The acting is really, really Mm -hmm. great. And the cinematography, the cinematography and the music are my two favorite aspects. Yeah. It's a little little melodramatic at some points. That's the only thing that's, like, not my favorite. But cinematography, score, and Zendaya's acting is just... Yeah. Incredible fucking awesome there is you will get to it but the season two finale is mostly amazing except there's this random part where a character plays a song for another character and the person who's singing it is a singer that's their main trade but they are and they're they're good in euphoria they're perfectly fine actor but i guess music is their real passion and it would be one thing if it was, like, one verse of the song. I'd be like, okay, they gave him their spotlight. That was probably the deal. 
um, so they could release that album, you know. But they literally sing the whole song, and it kind of stops the whole episode, and it kind of annoyed me. That is the only bad part of Euphoria. And I, it's not even that the song is bad. It's a f- okay song. I was just like, why is this Why is this happening? But I'm glad you're watching Euphoria. I did want to say one thing, and I think I, I think you agree with me on this. I, we love Fezco. Fezco is our favorite. Yes. Uh, if something happens to Fez, we riot. Uh, so <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, it's good, though. We, we like it. So we do like it. Like I said, it's a little melodramatic. That's my only real beef with it. But, I mean, the parts that are good, like, they outweigh yes. the melodrama. I mean, they're so good. it's kind of like... It's kind of like Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks is also melodramatic at times, but it's purposefully melodramatic. It's like like overly dramatic, especially when you get you're about to hit the two episodes where they're doing the play at the school, and the play is about everything that's been going on the last two seasons, but just reliving it on the stage in front of everyone. It is so good. It's oh my god, it's so fucking good. I'm excited. I'm really excited. Season two finale is pretty dramatic, so. And then there's a random guitar solo, so. I still don't understand <laughs> it, but okay. Um, I can't wait to see it now. But what did you watch? I So I watched the Batman, finally. Oh, the Batman. The Batman. Yes. I, I really liked it. I did fall asleep once, because <laughs> it's three hours. <laughs> but I only That's had true. one, uh, not White Claw, one, uh, woodchuck cider like i wasn't i wasn't even done with it but i was just like i was like this is a very long movie but i really liked it it. it's a long movie i liked all the characters i i thought the casting was really good and i liked that it was a dark movie but you could still see everything yeah unlike the last couple batman movies that they've tried to do so and i do think i think rob pattinson is a great batman i think um Jeffrey Wright, who is just amazing and everything, is a great Commissioner Gordon. Although he's not Commissioner yet, but if you don't know who Jeffrey Wright is, where the fuck have you been? Because he's been in, like, literally fucking everything. I love him. So, the only thing I will say is I don't like Rob Pattinson's emo hair when he's Bruce Wayne. I'm like, I hope this means that, like, the next movie he's going to, like, become the suave, debonair public figure that is Bruce Wayne. And that's, like, why they made him look so rough in this movie. Because he's, like, buff, I, but, like, his yeah. like he, he's not embracing himself as, like, a, a statue head of Gotham City. So he's trying to help in the shadows and not publicly. So I yeah. feel like maybe next movie he'll be like, oh, I'm also going to be openly philanthropic as Bruce Wayne. And maybe he'll become more of, like, the playboy Bruce Wayne we know and love. Yeah, no, I did read in an interview that they very purposely tried to stay away from the Playboy aspect of Bruce for this movie. I don't know if it's something they expand upon later, but that's what they, and they, and they wanted to do something different. because they oh, it was different. To, yeah. But I didn't yeah. like the emo hair. It was a little too much. It was a little too yeah, much. Yeah, I, 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 it was one of those movies, I really enjoyed it, and it made me, like, laugh. Like, not in a bad way, just like in a... Like, so, for example, this happens very early in the movie. Batman comes out of the shadow, and there's all these, like, street gang members. Like and he's like, he's like, I am vengeance. <laughs> and I just, like, laugh <laughs> my ass off. Yeah. And then the same thing with the car crash later, 
with Oswald, it, it I was like, oh, or Oswald, I'm like, oh my god, he just like the fucking Batmobile just like poof, out of the flames, awesome. and I started hysterically laughing. You know what? I don't know why. You know but... what I liked about that car chase? I feel like a lot of times car chase scenes can get really boring really fast, even when there's fire around, because they don't there's there's no emotional energy because it's just two machines driving, because they yeah. don't. Go, but I like that they took time in between the action to go into penguins um car and into batman's car and like see the decisions they had to make on the fly like oh shit this happened now i have to do this oh their reactions to everything i was more emotionally invested in the car chase and i was like oh and it was a good action scene it's kind of like mad max is like that because he's outside the vehicles yeah. and because everyone was actually on real vehicles in Mad Max Fury Road, that, like, you still had an emotional connection, even though it was a, an action movie, but, like, because the people were making decisions, and you were seeing them make decisions in real time, and then seeing them carry out that plan, and seeing if it worked or didn't work, it was so much more interesting to watch. So. Yeah. And then, I watched the Those You've Known Spring Awakening doc. I really liked it. I teared up a couple times. Um, Jonathan Groff. <laughs> He does cry the whole time. It's very cute. Um, yes. But the only thing I didn't like is that I wish they would have shown the concert in completion. Yeah, I was thinking that too. Like, and there were some songs that they only, like, had part of them. And I was just kind of like, okay. Are they going to... I hope they release a separate version that's just, like, the concert only. Since they were there to tape the whole thing. Because I really, yeah. really was like, oh, I want to listen to them sing it because I really like that musical. Um, but that was the only thing I didn't like. So, yeah, I watched Those You've Known, and then I watched the next th- episodes three and four of Under the Banner of Heaven and the first four episodes of The Staircase. Nice. Which I really like. Um, I It's weird that they're going from his point of view because at least they're starting out with his point of view, but the worst part of the staircase was them reenacting what happened to Kathleen. Yeah, It was gruesome and awful. Oh, my God. Yeah, it made me kind of sick to my stomach. What they thought may have happened. Well, and and they do it differently because there are a lot of theories. I'm waiting for them to have the owl theory. Owl theory, yeah. Because they've been hinting at it. They have, but especially, like, because I thought when she was in the attic, instead of bats, I thought it was an owl in the attic. I was like, oh, was there an owl in the attic? But um, but the thing is, the owl theory didn't come about until after the trial exactly. was over, right? So, but they're already, okay. you know, by the end of episode four, they finished the first trial. So, I think, I think the owl theory is going to come around. Um, That'd be cool. But I also feel bad because these are real people and a real family and they were torn apart by a tragedy. And whether or not, I kind of, I don't, okay, I don't totally buy him killing her over jealousy of him having affairs because I feel like she probably knew he was bisexual. The bisexual thing, I feel like she knew and they just didn't tell the kids because it was 2003, right? So, like, yeah, yeah, of course. Or 2001, 2001, because it was right after 9-11 that she died. I don't buy that he murdered her in cold blood because she found out he was bisexual, because I feel like they were together long enough that she most likely knew that. Yeah. Um, But I also, the second time you see the theory of how she may have died, that makes more sense that they were fighting and he lost his temper and then he panicked. Yeah. The, 
Because also, like, they couldn't really find the blowpoke. They do eventually find the blowpoke in the house. But it was way afterwards, and it was was almost seen planted. Yeah. And they weren't able to find, like, any kind of DNA evidence on there or anything. So, I am... I got really invested in the series, so I had to, like, read everything I could, because that's what I always do. I'm like, let me read everything I can find on this now. Yeah. Um, Well, I've seen the documentary series. I saw that a few years ago. And also, My Favorite Murder, their first episode. Oh, no. I think it might have been their 100th episode. They talked about the staircase and um, about all the different theories and stuff. I, I meant to read the article. I think it may be on Vanity Fair of Variety. I know the director of the Staircase documentary is really upset with this adaptation. But oh. I didn't get to read the heart. I didn't get to read the whole article, so I don't know exactly what the drama is there. Well, so. I didn't know that he dated the editor from oh. the documentary. That was news to me. I had no idea about that. So. Oh. Her character showing up and being like, I'm dating him. I'm like, what the frick? I did not know about that part. I think that's all I watched that was new. Oh, I did finish the Woodlands Dark and Days Bewitched documentary on folk horror. Um, oh. So I added a ton of things to our list of movies to nice. watch. Um, that's a really great documentary. And it just won at the Fangoria Chainsaw Awards, as it did six movies we covered. So y'all... Y'all, give yourselves a round of applause because you guys suggested a lot of these too. PG Psycho Gorman won. Tatan won. Yeah. Suck it, Oscars. Yeah. Uh, St. Maud. St. Maud. The Night House. Malignant. And. Am I missing one? Candyman. 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 Which, again, should have been nominated for something. So they all won something. And, oh, and Last Night in Soho won Best Director, but. I, we, oh. didn't, we didn't get to cover it yet on the podcast, so. Yeah. Uh, we That's were so trying cool, to, Yeah, I was like, Edgar Wright, hell yeah, Edgar Wright. Um, but yeah, which I, the amount of choreography filming that movie took was amazing. So yeah, the direction was amazing in that movie. Um, but yeah, that's all I watched. That was a lot that we ended up watching. Yeah, it but, was a lot. Um, I guess, we're since we've had three, we're on season three, and so we won't be talking forever. We're each going to share our three favorite movies we've done in the past and three that we can't wait to cover. And then yes. we'll quiz each other. Yeah. So, yay. You go first and then I'll go and we'll go back and forth. So, we're each going to do three. Perfect. So, I actually took what you said to heart, which was the last time when we were talking about guest episodes. It's like, I'm like, you know, I don't want to pick a favorite. And you're like, it's not really picking a favorite, you know, just... You can always just talk about one you like, like an episode you like. So, to start off, I love all of our guest episodes for different reasons. True. Um, but this one holds a very truly special place in my heart. And it's because it's our first episode, our uh, first guest episode, yes. which is Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Such a good with episode. Lydia. It's so good. Thank um, you, Lydia. It, we love it you. It's so good. So we were just starting out, so Lydia literally recorded her part on her cell phone. So it's like me and Katie were on Skype, and then Lydia was in on her cell phone, which was great. Yeah. Um, Had phones and everything. We didn't even have to ask. Yes, she was Professional. She was. And (laughs) she she had a lot of great insight into the movie, and this once again began, like, as a social media thing, that I watched Portrait of a Lady on Fire on Hulu, because Mm -hmm. I was like... 
I was reading all these articles about it, and I was like, I have to see this movie, and I fell in love with it, and I posted it on Facebook. I was like, watching Portrait of a Lady on Fire, and Lydia was like, oh my god, I love this movie, and then Katie was like, oh my god, I wanted to see this movie, yeah. and so we just all got together and talked about it. Um, yes, and, and we all had to... a different point of view, which is why that episode was so fun, because like... I was probably the least enraptured by it, but I still loved it. Like, we all loved yeah. the movie, but for different reasons. And it was cool, because, like, I don't know, we all came from different points. And it was just fun. It's just fun to have guests. I know, I it was trying was. not to pick any guest episodes, but the guest episodes are obviously our favorites, no matter yes. who the guest is. It's true. It's, it's true, because it's always, like, a different insight is brought in. Because me and Katie do this, like, all the time. But, like, a fresh perspective on things is always so nice to hear. And with Portrait of a Lady, it's not our typical Grindhouse Girls film. It's a slow-moving and emotional romance versus a horror or a thriller. But it's still amazing. And it was released in 2019, uh, which was an incredible year for film mm-hmm. in recent memory. And Celine is just a great director. And it is episode 16. Yes. Um in the podcast lineup. So go listen to Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Watch the movie. Uh, you won't regret it. It's absolutely gorgeous. So it's tight. It's a yes. <laughs> it's on, and it's it's honestly a good episode to listen to too because it really is like we 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 get it done. It's great. Um, yes. So my first favorite one because I was trying to avoid the guest episodes, um, but. Because they're already our favorite. So I was trying to just go by the movies and our mm-hmm. conversations about them. So my first favorite one is Audition. Ah, okay. Because Audition was a movie that I had wanted to see for so many fucking years since I was a child. Since I saw it on Bravo's 100 Scariest Movie Moments. And you had like the same experience where you saw it on there too and then watched it. And I was like, I have wanted to see this movie for such a long time. It seemed so taboo and so interesting to me. And it was just such... And, and like, the movie itself, the way it changes from, like, a a drama to a rom-com to a horror film to a mystery to the most graphic torture sequence ever captured on film. And it all goes so seamlessly. It's just, like... It's such a good movie. It's so well directed and it's just so interesting. By the way, if you hear chewing, Gizmo is chewing a bone next to me. So I hope the mic doesn't pick it up, but I have a feeling it might. Um, anyways, I just loved it. And it, and also, like, I really, obviously, I made two different paintings of that one for Brit and one for the podcast. So I obviously yeah, was very inspired. I don't know if it can it. be seen. It's hanging it's up right in there. my room right there. It is yeah, right there. So it, it it held up to all the hype that I had heard from it. Also, we had a really good talk about how um uh, I think this was that episode, it might have been the episode leading up to it, about how um torture porn sucks, but audition yes. isn't torture porn because it's earned. And we got very impassioned on <laughs> that point and how we did not like the director of Hostel <laughs> because it was so ridiculous but um yes i would say audition yeah and that was episode 30 yeah audition. that's awesome yeah i do love audition i loved audition for years and years and years and it's okay so fun fact uh so i was like 16 
and uh, they had like a My Chemical Romance music video marathon, and they mm-hmm. played uh, a song called um, "Honey, This Mirror Is Big Enough for the Both of Us," which is like off their first album. I brought you my bullets. She brought me your love. Um, and literally the video is inspired by Audition, and I was like jumping up and down, I was like, it's inspired by Audition! Because like my dad had bought it at me, for me at Best Buy like two years before that, so I have my little copy of Audition now for like half my life, which probably says a lot for me as a person, <laughs> but well... it's a good movie. It's a, it's a good, it's a, it's a fucked up movie, but it's a good movie, so. <laughs> it is, it is very fucked up, but very good. Yes. It's, yes. And it's like, it's such a genius film, too. Yeah, it definitely subverts your expectations. You think it's going to go one way, and then it just, just goes. <laughs> hard just, uh, left. Just a hard yeah. left. Um, yes. People are, just like, okay, you hear about audition, you're like, somebody's foot gets removed. Somebody's yeah. head gets removed by piano wire. There's a man who eats vomit from a dog bowl. You're like, what the fuck? What is happening? And then you're, but like, you watch the movie, it all makes sense. Yeah. It all makes sense. And it doesn't yeah. feel out of place for some reason, which is just weird, but good. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. Um, but yeah, Audition Audition is just like, just, oh, just so good. So interesting. Um, definitely, if you haven't watched Audition, please watch Audition. Yes, it's, it's a good one. It's a good one. And I think it's on a lot of like horror movie directors' favorite list so like multiple directors yeah. love this movie um so yeah definitely recommend it um i guess is it my turn for number two y- yes okay so i think this one's kind of surprise katie um so my second movie was another 2019 release and it is actually the vast of night um Ooh. i love i love the movie i love the episode and um Andrew Patterson's directorial debut is his little independent film, um, and it sees, like, the idea of extraterrestrials in a new light. Uh, basically, a switchboard operator and a radio jockey hear a mysterious noise in New Mexico in the 1950s. It's beautifully acted and crafted, and it's everything you want out of, like, a podcast movie, because it honestly felt like a secret tre- treasure ready to be discovered. So, like, when we were watching this movie, um, and I, I think Katie, like, didn't like it as much as I did, but she still had a lot to talk about and say when it came to the movie. But when I was watching it, I didn't really know what to expect from it, and because of that, I think I gained so much watching it. Like, I absolutely loved it. I got cold chills multiple times during it. I thought it was a brilliant movie. And I'm just amazed that people don't talk about it. So, it was like the first one of the first movies on the podcast that I was like, I didn't know anything about it. And I appreciated all the much more that we got to talk about this little treasure that not a lot of people talk about. So, yeah. I, I love the way the movie was made, but mm-hmm. after watching it once, it's not one I want to go back and watch again, weirdly. Yeah. But I love how it was made, and I love all the aspects of it. I'm just like, I don't know why it's not my thing. Yeah. But... And it's okay. It makes it interesting, too, that it's not your thing. Yeah, but... So I like that, too. The way they made the movie was super interesting, and it's a really well-made movie. And if you like 50s sci-fi War of the Worlds kind of thing, like, definitely up your alley. Um, it's one that I can definitely recommend to everyone, but for some reason, I was kind of disappointed I didn't like it more, because I had heard about it, and it had been kind of hyped. I was like, ooh, I can't wait to see it, and then I was kind of like, oh. I mean, it was good, but I don't know. Sometimes we don't agree, and that's okay. I don't think it's a bad movie, though. Um, 
Okay, the next one. It feels weird. I'm like this is like <laughs> two Japanese films in a row, but I couldn't resist <laughs> House because House. the experience of watching House, of making my entire family watch House with me, the dancing skeleton, the haunted cat, the mirror, the the watermelon head that bites your friend's butt. Yes. Uh, I'm trying to like all the shit. The, the house flooding. The piano. The piano that eats that people. Eats people. Yes. All of that. And, like, like watching, like, there was a whole cast album about it. All this stuff. House is just such an experience. And then we talked about it on the podcast, and it was just even more joyous. And then I made, how many, I know I made our friend Peter watch it with me. Because I really wanted to see <laughs> someone else watch it. Um, and I will make other people watch it because it's just one of my favorite movies. I think I did. Maybe, maybe I just talked about it a lot, but, um, but yes, uh, absolutely love house. It's so crazy and like so chaotic, but in like the best way possible. And it's another movie like I'd heard about, but I really wasn't sure what to expect. And when I finally watched it, I was like, oh my God, this movie is so great. And it's like a mostly female cast, which is always cool. Um, and it's very melodramatic, and it's the cinematography is amazing, and it's a seventies movie, and it's just oh, I love that movie so much. It's just like the whole the whole experience of watching House was just like oh my god, what are we in for? And um, I will say this too because I've watched House um, probably a couple years before, and then when we watched it on the podcast was my second time watching it, and I had like a whole new appreciation watching it the second time because. The first, and you had a very opposite reaction than my first viewing. Like, your first viewing, you were like, this is fucking amazing. And in my first viewing, I was like, I don't know what the hell's going on. And then <laughs> well, the I did it, but. <laughs> and the second time I watched it, I was like, it was so much better. Because I just got to kind of sit back and enjoy the visuals. And I was like, this movie is unlike anything you'll ever see. Exactly. Ever. It's, it's so. Let's see. Demon cat. This is this is our blurb from it. Demon cats, dancing Halloween skeletons, man-eating pianos. All this on more on the Crying Hells Girls podcast. Oh my god. If y'all have not seen House, watch House. house. Um it's great. Um and that was episode 38. 38, episode 38, House. God, it's such a good movie. Oh, and The Crazy Ant. Also, I liked the artwork I did for it. Although I wish one of the faces I did, you can't see it because the way I had to upload it was weird. I wish I had put her above the cat. Because it's, but, you know, what's done is done. So, anyone who does art knows that, like, sometimes there's just a painting and you get done with it. And then you're like, I wish I'd done this. But it's okay. You gotta walk away. Anyways, uh, house highly recommend. House. And I will say, I went. I brought the movie to my brother's house. So me, my brother, his girlfriend, and my parents, and Jenny, our dog, um, our family dog. All we didn't give Jenny sake, but everyone else was drinking sake, and we had like uh, new like ramen. And we were watching uh, House. And so that may have helped me enjoy the experience. Uh, anyways, but House House was house was just such an experience. And there was so much to talk about. And it's just so fucking crazy. I love it. It's batshit. Yes. But, like, 
it's fun batshit crazy, and there's yeah. a purpose to everything. And it doesn't have a happy ending, which is weird. It doesn't. You're right. No. You're right. It's not happy, but then they play the music and you're like, okay, whatever. It's kind of like an old school Grimm's fairy tale. Like, yes. It's like, yeah. Yes. Old school fairy it. tale. I love it. So watch House. House. Watch House. it. Watch it. So good. Don't yes. get a white cat, apparently. It will eat your soul. You know what? Like... I I, I don't though. I don't know if white cats are bad luck in Japan, but I know black cats are good luck. So I do wonder if white cats are bad luck. I don't know. I need to look that up. So now that I think about it, but the Monokimoto's <laughs> are usually white. So I guess I'll do my last favorite episode, which I do love all the episodes for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this one's gonna come maybe as a surprise to Katie, but I think she'll mm. appreciate it. Um. So, coming in um, sure. at one of our more recent episodes, at episode 93, the oh. piano teacher. <gasps> ah! I almost put her on there. I was going yeah. to, so I'm glad you said it. I have backups, though. Yay! Yes. Yeah, it's my favorite. So, why uncomfortable? Yes. Why uncomfortable and not a film I would want to watch weekly? It is a brilliant character study and offers a conversational piece on sexual dynamics and is offering a rare and powerful psychosexual tell. There was a lot of really great things to discuss. I think we both uh, tread very well on um, doing our research for that episode. So um, a lot of research. I loved it. It was a lot of the research went it's into that episode. But also a lot of research went into that movie. Yeah. I still want the book, though. I still need to find the book. I keep trying to track it down, and it, I swear it used to be on Audible, and it's not anymore, and I'm very sad about oh. that. So, but... But it is, and Michael Haneke is one of my favorite movies and one of my favorite directors ever. Um, yeah. So, so good. And, of course, Isabel Hopper is a tour de force in that movie. Like, everyone talks about her with very good reason. Um, yes. And, of course, that is, like I said, it's episode 93. But, yeah, I um, it was a longer episode, but I think I was really engrossed in the conversation. It's so good, though. Yeah, it was really good. It's one of those movies, the first time I saw it, I was very disturbed by the content. But at the same time, I couldn't take my eyes off of it. And I just, I just had to talk about it. I was like, oh my god, this movie is so interesting. Um, crazy. Yes, I love The Piano Teacher. We will do more Hanukkah. Um, yeah. We've got Funny Games and uh, Caché or Hidden in English. I actually own Caché. But I feel like it hasn't been streaming anywhere. So it's not his most well-known, but it's there is there is some shocking content for sure. But it also is kind of um, tame for a Hanukkah film. And then The White Ribbon is one that I haven't seen yet, but everyone loves The White Ribbon. They say it's there, there's a lot to talk about with The White Ribbon, and there's like a mystery aspect to it. And then, um, of course, a more... I don't think we'll do yes. a more on the podcast because it's definitely not horror or d- disturbing. It's just really sad. Please, please don't make me watch it again. No. <laughs> I will eventually watch it, but I won't put you through that torture. Um, yeah. Even though it's his Oscar winner. But no, fuck yeah, that. I know. Fuck that shit. No. Yeah. Okay, so I had a really, really hard time deciding the last one. I was going to say Parasite, but I feel like that episode is too long. Honestly, like I loved our conversation having it, but it's a really long yeah. episode. That's my um, only qualm with that one. Yes, but Parasite, everyone should see Parasite. It's amazing. Absolutely. Um, however, um, 
I, I, I'm having a hard time choosing between Malignant and Raw. But I feel oh. like Raw edges out. I love Malignant. Don't get me wrong. I'm so happy in that movie. That movie was such an experience. I loved that movie. I'm so glad I kept myself in the dark until I watched it. I'm so glad I had a couple glasses of wine while I watched it because the experience was amazing. However, Raw introduced me to Julia DeCorno. And she's so fucking amazing. And when I saw Raw many, many years ago, when it was on Netflix originally, I saw it on my day off. And it was like a weekday. And I remember sitting on the floor in my living room in front of my coffee table and like eating something while I was watching it. And then she started eating the meat in the fridge. So, and I was like, oh. And then the finger part got me. And I remember telling one of my coworkers next time, I'm like, I do not get grossed out by movies anymore. That made me so sick to my stomach. And it wasn't that she was, it's gross or overly gory. It's just, it looked real. And the acting was so good. Um, and the whole thing with her and her sister and the allegory for sexual awakening. And it's just such a good movie. It's so amazing. Um, and we had a very interesting discussion because there there are some things about it that raised questions. And yeah. um, it was one of those I couldn't wait for you to watch it. And you also ended up really liking it. I was like, yay! Yeah, Cause, like, I was like, one. Yes, because this has been one that like I was like, when it comes on streaming, we're going to do it. We're going to do it because... I love that movie. And then Titan came out, and we got to do Titan. I love Titan, but I feel like Raw was a better episode. Yeah. I I can agree with that. Titan was great, but yeah, Raw definitely gave us a lot to talk about. It was very interesting. And I feel like Raw's a little bit more grounded in reality. Yes. um, Which probably... Helps. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good word. That's a good word. Yes, yes. Okay, so... Those were our, our three favorites that we've done, although we love all of them. Do you have a bonus one? Do you have another bonus? I do have two honorable mentions. I'll make them very quick. Uh, so, honorable mention, episode 83, Pig. It's a great movie, and it's one of our shorter oh, episodes. Yes. Oh, yes. It doesn't help into often where we, we hit under an hour and 20 minutes, but it's an hour and 16. Oh. Uh, it's a great movie. It's a great um, movie. And then episode 82, The Thing, uh, which <sighs> I... I do love that episode. I love, I love all of our guest episodes. I loved yeah. our episode that we did Green Room with Dalton, too, because Green Room was one of those yeah. where we had always... We're just going to talk about all of our guest episodes now. And then when we did Lords of Salem, with our Steph. conversation was awesome because we all had different points of view. And, and also, I do have to say with Stephanie, too, because, like, she is a super fan and listens to every episode. Also, like, she, she did her research. Yes. She, and she knows. <laughs> she knows our structure, too. So yeah. she just, like, she just slid in there with, yes. like, everything. And that was awesome. Uh, our episode on You're Never Really There with Jonathan, which was which lost. Lost. Uh, it still breaks my fucking heart. Jonathan, <laughs> come on the podcast. We need to fix it. I did uh, artwork for the fucking movie. I, I was know. finishing the artwork as I was listening to the audio track because it was like the first 15 minutes were there. And then all of a sudden, just nothing was there. Yeah. And then, of then course, our filmmaker guest, so Jake Jolly. Jake! Uh, yeah, Play and then uh, Vega too for and Vega, for sure. yeah. 
thank you for sharing your movies with us. Absolutely. I don't think we're missing anybody. Every episode, every guest episode was fun. So, and we have more guests lined up. And then, of course, like all of our guests from before can come back on. Also, by the way, yes. Raw was episode 77, if I didn't say that. Was there another honorable mention? Uh, so, no, those were my two honorable mentions. And with the thing, I love the thing. It's one of my favorite horror movies. It's and so then, good. like, just the structure being outside the norm, because rather than just talk about the movie, because we did the live stream. Ryan just kind of asked us questions, and I really like this change in structure. It kind of made things a little bit interesting to yeah. me. Yeah. Um, and then Ryan. It's always fun when Ryan's around. Ryan, so. hopefully, will be returning to us soon. Yeah. Did you have any guest episodes? Like, not. Oh, like I had Parasite and Malignant, Malignant as my honorable okay. mentions. Malignant, please go watch Malignant. It's yes. so fucking hilarious. But so tongue in cheek. And so well done. Um, I love that movie. And it's just entertaining. Um, it's just so good. I just love it. I love the reveal. It's just like, what the fuck just happened? It is amazing. Oh. I still, the chair scene is still one of my favorite scenes in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Bam! I <laughs> just love it. Take two bitches out with one chair. I mean, why not? If you can, do it. So, those were our favorites we've done in the past. And now we're each going to tell you three that we will cover in the future. And we cannot wait to cover in the future. Brittany, would you like to go first? I will go first. I have a very funny feeling that me and you will probably pick at least two of the same three, if not the same three. So I already know, Katie, that this one is on your list. Good news is, if it is, it's available to rent May 24th. So... Uh, the A24 film, written, directed, edited, and produced by Ty West. It is on my list. X. It wasn't number one, but it was uh, also on my list. Yeah. Uh, it is still sitting very pretty at 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. And it is a brand new movie. It was released March 18th, yes. 2022. So and we both... Very recent Yeah, and we both movie, just had too much going on and we couldn't go see it in theaters, so... I was heartbroken because I had been counting it down. Yeah. And you had an out-of-town trip and then I had something going on the next weekend... And then the next thing we knew, it was out of theaters. We're like, damn it. So, but I heard all good things, so I really can't wait. Um, So my number one, because it won't stream for some reason, even though it's streamed for such a long time, is Old Boy. 2003. Oh, yeah. I love Old Boy. One day, Old Boy will stream, and we can talk about it. And then we can talk about how Spike Lee's Old Boy is awful. But Spike Lee is a good director, uh, but that movie is terrible. We all get one bad one, you know, y'all. We all get a shitty one, and that is his. But the original yeah. Old Boy is absolute perfection. It is amazing. And you know what? I feel very blessed growing up as a teenager in the early 2000s because there was Independent Film Channel and, mm-hmm. like, I think Sundance Film mm-hmm. Channel, and I actually saw Clerks and Oh Boy back to back when I was. Like, oh, years so old. that's such a strange double feature. Isn't what, it? Isn't what it? is that? <laughs> what is? But I love both of those. I love both of those movies. Like I love them. Oh no, I love them <laughs> yeah. both. But I was also, I was just like, I wanted to put them together. But all right. Well, you know, you know, what's so funny to think about in retrospect is that like. 
I will make this a very quick story. So the guy I had a crush on in high school, he told me that Clerks was his favorite movie. And I used to have this big Leonard Maltin movie review book. And it was alphabetized. And so I went to the C's and I looked up Clerks. So I was like, three out of four stars, that's not that bad. And it was literally on IFC, so I played it. And it gets to the part where it's like, 37 dicks. My girlfriend sucked 37 dicks in a row. And my mom literally burrows around the corner and was like, what are you watching? <laughs> I'm like, I watched Quentin Tarantino kill Bill all the time, lady, and there's people getting chopped off and you, chopped up, and Talking you're not concerned dicks. about that. My favorite, if, if Elizabeth, Elizabeth, if you're listening, this is Elizabeth's favorite movie. I don't know if it's still her favorite movie, but it was in college. Um, I haven't asked her what her favorite movie is lately, but her favorite movie was Clerks, and I watched Clerks at her house oh. in college for the first time, and Salsa Shark. She, so she was shark. eating salsa as we watched it, <laughs> and she did the Salsa Shark. <laughs> So, man goes into cage, cage goes in salsa, shark is in the salsa, or shark. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yes, Clerks is a great movie. Um, what was your next one that you really want us to cover? Okay. Okay, uh, so, I'm gonna spoil this, giving it away. So, we saw this one in theaters. And it is actually a GGP requested film, as in I had a friend who had asked me if we had done this movie yet. And when I said we hadn't because it was streaming, they were very disappointed because they did not like this movie. And they were hoping that we could change their opinion on it. Um, so, what movie was it? It is, direct, it is directed by Vladimir Johansson and released October 8th, 2021. And it was the Icelandic entry for the 94th Academy Awards. And it's Lamb. Oh, they so. didn't like. Who doesn't like Lamb? I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's, is it one? No, it's fine. Is it a mutual friend? It's do one, I know this person? You do know this person, but they're like you don't know them well, like I know. Okay. Them. So, yes, but yeah, they did not like Lamb, <gasps> and their friend. I actually met their friend in person when I was visiting them, and their friend was like, "Have you done your episode on Lamb yet?" And I said, "We have not." And they're like, "Please." Can you do an episode on Lamb? Oh, yeah. Because I did not get the movie. So I was like, okay, this is the first JGP requested film I've had in a I know. while. I almost wish we so. had done it for Easter so, we, so yeah. I could make a lamb cake for it. Because I've always wanted to make one of those creepy lamb cakes. And we could make a creepy TikTok video of us making lamb and then, like, chop its head off. And just be like, or, oh. or I mean, I love Otta. Don't get me wrong. Um, oh, my God. Oh, so I can't cute. believe someone didn't like lamb. That was such a good movie. Yeah. And the audience really I liked, liked it. Too. It's so good. Anyways. You know what? Yes. But I, w- I will say this. I was telling my mom loosely the plots about Titan and Lamb. And she did, for whatever reason, seem just a little bit more shocked from Lamb. Which is very interesting. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's interesting. And I love the acting in it. It's such a good movie. Also, it is also good. if you're listening, the director of Lamb, I think, now follows us on Instagram as we do he. So, yes, glad. thank you. Which is really, really cool. We're very yeah, flattered because your movie director- really good. <laughs> yeah, this is his directorial debut. I cannot wait to see what he does yes. next. So. And he got to work with Mimi Rapace, who's always yes. just fucking fantastic. I love her. Really good. And the yeah. whole cast was great in that movie. But, like, I was like, I mean, Mimi Rapace, I like her. She was a good girl with the dragon tattoo. Yes. Elizabeth Salander, right? Yes. Yeah, if you can, watch the Mimi Rapace um, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. I think the American version is also amazing. It is really good. It it. I don't like the ending, the way they changed the ending, because I thought 
the books, the original one and the books endings were better. And honestly, yeah. if we, if I think we could probably do the first one on the podcast because it is the girl with the dragon tattoo, that one. But in the longer Swedish movie, it is more disturbing. Well, the actual trilogy, I think, is called the men, men who hate women. Oh, yeah, men who hate women. It's yeah, right. Millennial. Or was that the original? No, it's it's the millennial trilogy. That that may have been the original title of the book. Then is men who hate women because I do it remember reading that. Because when uh, Steg Larsson, I think it's the author, mm-hmm. when he passed away, they were talking about the manuscripts. And I remember Men Who Hate Women. So, I mean, that that gives you an idea of some of the stuff that goes down. Yeah. I think, in the trilogy. I mean, so. Yeah. Anyways. Yes. So, I guess it's another movie we can't wait to cover. <laughs> what movie yes. were we talking about? Oh, so Lamb. Lamb. And now it's your second movie. Okay, my second movie... Uh-oh. Is what? Oh wait, did you already name two movies? Am I losing no, my mind? No, no, no. Okay, go on. I only I'm sorry. named Old Boy so far, but we both had X on our list. So, but I, I have an alternate. I have alternates, so it's fine. Okay, because I figured there were some that we were gonna agree on, so I, I wrote some alternates down. Um, so my second one is Mandy, which is another Nick Cage ah. movie, and it's fucking gorgeous. And when I saw it. I feel like I watched it before we started the podcast, but not too... I think that's true. Yeah, it was... Because you mentioned it a lot in our early episodes. Yeah, I, but I remember I watched it, and then I, I watched it a couple times in the first week I saw it, and I just really liked it. I, it's just, it's really well made. It's very strange and unusual, um, and it's the first time I saw Nicolas Cage act in a very long time, where he seemed to really be passionate about the work and not be a meme. And I mean that with all due respect, Nicolas Cage, if you're listening, because I love you. But, like, he was getting into the territory of only doing bad movies for a while, and it was kind of disappointing because he is a good actor. But, you know, he hadn't really had a work that gave him something to, like, a meaty work, like, with a good script with an interesting concept and he did that and then he did pig um and he's definitely coming back as a really good actor i mean just he's always been a good actor but it's nice to see him in his element and there are parts where he's silly in it and is over the top but it works for that movie um and it's just a fun you will love this movie too it's very literary it's very it's gorgeous it's not happy, and it's got cults in it too. So I'm, you know, I'm always there for a cult movie. I mean, <laughs> they're just fun. Um, but yeah, Mandy is so good, and there's a chainsaw fight and a tiger. So nice. I think there's a tiger. There's some big cat. It's very. It's almost like a fairy tale. It's like Hansel and Gretel, but Gretel got horribly murdered by a cult, and Hansel's going to venture in their lovers and not siblings, but. You know, he's, <laughs> but it's different. Anyways, Mandy is great. Um, I can't wait till we yes. do that. It's a great movie. Uh, what was your next one? Okay, so my fir- my third and final is, uh, it's been one of my favorites. Uh, I always say this, it's like, I've owned the DVD since I was 11, but literally I've owned this DVD since I was 11. I love it. 
Uh, it's one of my favorite anime movies. And funny enough, you mentioning your brother's love of this movie is the first time I heard anyone ever really talk about this movie. Uh, so directed by the late and great Satoshi Kon, we are talking about Perfect Blue. Yes. Uh, which we will do because my is... brother is going to come on when we do it because he, like, I said, okay, do you want to come on the podcast? He said, only if we do Perfect Blue. I was like, okay. Because it is his Perfect Blue favorite. I love it. Great. I've seen perfect. I've seen Perfect Blue so many times. I honestly would not even have to write a plot by plot down because I already know it. It's fine. Um, but yeah, it's a Hitchcockian thriller. It follows pop star Mina's downward spiral as she transitions into an actress and the string of violent killings that follow her. Uh, so it's really Tight. great. You really don't know what's going no. on, and I love it. So and <laughs> the first time I saw it, I was completely blind because my brother just said. Hey, my favorite movie is playing at this theater locally, but it's only playing one night. Do you want to come with me? And I said, okay. And it was like a Thursday night, and me and my brother and his girlfriend went, and I had no idea what movie it was going to be. But after, I was like, oh my god, that movie's so good! And he was like, right? And I immediately bought it on Amazon because I was like, I for like the digital copy, because I was like, I have to be able to watch this whenever I want. Because I was just kept yes. thinking about it. I was like, I want to watch the scene again. I want to do this again. So anyways, I love Perfect yeah. Blue. I can't wait. I've already made art of Perfect Blue for my little brother, by the way, of Mina. Yeah. Of her screaming Mina. and there's the bread behind her. I'll show it to you. It's cute. Oh. It's, I mean, it's not cute. I love but it. But <laughs> I, like, I was like, for Christmas, I made him that and I made... Uh, Daryl and his girlfriend uh, Gigi from Kiki's Delivery Service because she loves Gigi. I love Kiki. Yeah, she, she yeah Kiki's Delivery Service is also just amazing. But Perfect Blue is not y- your mama's anime. It's not. It's not a studio yeah. Ghibli. It's very dark, and it is actually one of the things that inspired Darren Aronofsky to do uh, Requiem for a Dream and Black and Swan. Black Swan. So mm-hmm. he bought the. He tried to buy the rights, but then I. I heard it was an incomplete transaction, but when I was in the bathroom after the movie, I was talking with Daryl Ann, and I was like, huh, that it reminds me a lot of the plot of Black Swan, and this girl came out of the bathroom, and it was like she'd been waiting her whole life to give someone this information, and she was like, hey, by the way, Darren Aronofsky tried to buy the rights for this, for Black Swan, and the bathtub sequence is directly from this movie. And then she left, never to be seen again. Yeah. I'm really, really surprised that wasn't me. Like, I know it wasn't <laughs> me, but it sounds like it could have been me. I mean, like, <laughs> it was great. These were both my alternate, but it's the same director. Movie. And the only reason we haven't done it is because they haven't been streaming. But I cannot wait to break down Get Out and Us for different reasons, but also because Jordan Peele is a fucking genius and I love him. Um... Get Out yes. is so interesting. The script is so good. It's yes. Oscar winning. And then Us, I think, is even creepier. The premise. But also, like, the supporting cast in Us. Well, Get Out's the same way. It's an amazing supporting cast. But also, I just love Lupita Nyong'o so much. Yeah. She just carries that. I mean, all the actors are great. But there's just something about her. And it was the first time I think I really saw her like yeah. in a lead role and it was because I hadn't seen 12 Years a Slave yet and I just was like completely blown away by yeah. her performance. I was just like I love this woman. 
On a completely, like, irrelevant note, she is also one of the best dressed I've ever seen at the Academy Awards. She's beautiful, and she's a honest-to-God fantastic actress. Actor. Also, Jordan Peele just casts really good people. Like, Tim Heidecker, but Tim Heidecker is a very good actor, and it's nice to see him in a good movie, and he, he was perfectly cast. And uh, Elizabeth Moss, just the whole thing, and it's just so. I don't know. I love. I love both those movies, and I can't yeah. wait to see Nope when it comes out later this year. Oh yeah, Nope is like one of my most anticipated. Well, movies. now that the the Northman has come out, now I'm like, okay. I was like, I was like, both of them, like, ooh, ooh. Also, Stephen Yun's in yeah. in Nope. Oh I'm so excited. god. Okay, and I have to bring up because Nope is the trifecta. So we have the Northmen, we have Nope, and then we have Disappointment Boulevard, which which will be. The I don't know if Astor. Disappointment Boulevard is going to come out this year, though. I don't think it's going to come out. It's supposed. Oh, I thought to. they were going to wait till twenty twenty three. Oh, unless they just postpone it because yeah, it's supposed to have a late twenty. Okay, well then release. I'm down for it. So quiz time. Quiz yes. time. I guess quiz I'll go first time. this time. Um, okay. This is a, it's a choice. Okay. Okay, so Brit. So we're just asking each other horror movie quiz questions. We're each going to ask three. Um. Okay. If you had to choose, one has to go and one can stay, would you choose Stephen King films or Tarantino films? Uh, absolutely Tarantino films. Uh, easy. And the only reason that is is because I would still have Stephen King novels. And then it's 50-50 whether Stephen King adaptations are good That is true, but the bad ones are really hilarious. That's true. And the good ones are really good. I mean, Sleepwalkers? Skinwalkers? Sleepwalkers? What is the cat one? Oh, yeah. Sleepwalkers. Mm -hmm. Silly. Mm -hmm. Uh, I hate Mm -hmm. the Langoliers, though. I hate that miniseries. But it's funny. It's funny. Yes. But then it's like, I know you risk losing The Shining. I know. But, uh, and you Dr. Do, Sleep. And I love The Shining. And Dr. Sleep. All and the I do it actually, movies. I do uh, all the It movies. Gerald's um, Game. Gerald's Game is really fucking good. But man, the Pet Cemetery, especially the new one. I like one, the old go, Pet Cemetery, like, though. It's okay. It's not like, I like it. Like, it's not my favorite. Yeah, adaptation. it's not. It like- kind of borders on the campy ones. It's got like, especially when the kid spoilers when the kid gets hit by the car. It's very maximum overdrive yeah. over the top, and you're like, "What?" Oh, and then there's maximum overdrive, which he actually directed, and it's like, it's insane. Like the green face truck, it's insane. Um, but yeah. But the scary thing about Gage in the novel is that there's literally, like, adult voices emitting from the child. And it's, like, actually something truly demonic. Um, Also, it did give us that really good episode of South Park where Butters fakes his own death. And then his parents think he's... And then they do a pet cemetery thing and they think that he's risen from the dead. (laughs) And then they kill the real estate or the window lady. Like, the... And then he's like, Mom, Dad, what am I supposed to do with this? Mom! And they just lock him in the basement like the Bob took. Oh, I love no. Butters. He's Poor Butters. Um, but yeah, I love South Park. Anyways, what's, what, quiz me! <laughs> okay, this isn't as much of a quiz as it is oh, a no. question. 
Uh, so I'm putting you on the spot here. So what is the horror movie that best describes your life? Midsummer. Midsummer. Okay. Wait, is it? Why Midsummer? Is it Midsummer? Midsummer definitely was the horror movie that most described my life for a very long time. Right when we started the podcast, because I was going through a really terrible breakup, and I did kind of have to let part of my life go. Symbolically, I did not burn anyone in a bear suit. Um, but I did, like, you know, I was going through therapy while I was breaking up with my partner of over 10 years, and then I also, like, we had started the podcast, so I had, I had Brit to vent to, and then I had a therapist, and I was, like, deconstructing a lot of stuff, and I was like, oh, shit, I was, like, in my opinion, because I don't want to get sued, I'm not trying to fame anyone, getting emotionally abused for years, and I, like, isolated myself, and it hasn't been until, and then COVID hit, so it hasn't really been until, like, this year where I've really gotten to, like, interact with people and, like, do theater again and, like, be more of myself, so without the podcast and without Brit, I probably wouldn't be as happy as I am now because that really helped me have an anchor. Because, well, I, I was furloughed from my job, too. I didn't have yeah. people. I didn't have people. I couldn't go out and, like, you know, forget my troubles. And, you know, anyways. Um, so I would say Midsummer definitely was. But I don't know. If, I don't think Midsummer is it anymore. I'm definitely past that. So, I don't know. I don't know what it is now, though. I'm curious. Does it have to be one we did? No. Oh, God. It doesn't have to be one we did. Just one that, like, you think of. I feel like there's one that we talked about, and I jokingly made a joke about it, and now I can't remember what it was. The wor- It's not a horror movie, but the worst person in the world kind of reminded me of some of my stuff. But Yeah. Um, I would definitely say Midsummer when we started the podcast, was definitely how my life was going. And you know what? That's okay. But I did not burn anyone alive, and I did not join a cult. We're very so, proud of you for that. Thank you. I tried. <laughs> I tried really hard not to join a cult. Please don't uh, join a cult. I successfully didn't. Um, But yes. Yeah, that's what I would say. I would say Midsummer did. Also, it did kind of become a theme for my life for a while. Like, we took pictures in Midsummer. I was her for Halloween last year. I made the whole fucking flower crown. I bought some more flowers because they had the perfect colored blue flowers at the Dollar Tree the other day. And I was like, oh, I might need to recreate her a little smaller so it's not falling off my head. I think yeah. I might think of another one, but I feel like... Sometimes I feel like drag me to hell is my life. Like, everything's going wrong. But I haven't cursed any people. So, That's good. Or denied anyone alone. So, tight. That's good. Anyways. But, yeah. <laughs> that was a good Uh Oh, is it my turn to ask you one? Yeah. Okay. What movie got you into horror? Like, what was the first movie that you saw and you were like, ooh. Oh, that is hard. Um, from a childhood experience, I'm trying to think when I was a... Because I've been watching scary movies for pretty much as long as I can remember. Because right. my my dad wasn't a very... I love my father, but he wasn't a very traditionally responsible parent, so he would be like, I want to watch this movie, and my kids are going to sit in the living room and watch it with me. You know, me. that was the nicest way to put that. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so, um, so which is probably why my why my brother has like a Jason Voorhees tattoo that covers most of his I mean, arm. Um, you know, fine. uh, it's fine. I will say, I don't know if I can say it's the scary movie that got me into scary movies because when I was a kid, uh, especially like. I don't know why. I'm not scared of them now, but doll horror movies, so like Dolly Dearest, oh, yeah. Child's Play, yeah. uh, t- Tales from the Hood, and the, the doll story, the like voodoo doll story from mm-hmm. Tales from the Hood, those all scared the fuck out of me. But the first scary movie I kind of became borderline obsessive with was The Ring. Um, I loved it. It's like uh, your I- Midsummer. It was. I actually did dress up as Samara yeah. for Halloween that year, and I freaked my classmates out. Um, there was. We all need these to different... do a photo session of that. Oh, that'd be fun. Before you cut your hair next time, because I can be the, I can be Naomi Watts with a phone, and you can just be crawling out of the TV, and I'm like, uh, it'd be fucking there, awesome. There <laughs> is a picture of me somewhere because I got this dress from like the um, from the first store, and I threw it outside and stomped around on it the edges I dirtied up and I put baby oil in my hair which is not a great idea but I gave it that yeah. really wet look yeah. and there was like there was like a static TV in our house and I have a picture of me in front of the static TV crawling <laughs> and it's really fucking, cool. That is fucking um, cool but it was like the first movie that like I there was all these different layers to it and I love going back and watching it to find out like oh this is a clue this is a clue this is a clue so I think that's what kind of started my horror movie obsession and especially like the psychological horror element which is one of my favorites yeah so i think mine was probably ghostbusters oh see a horror comedy very good which because i've been watching that since i was three and i made my mom get ecto cooler for my lunch until they stopped making it yeah because i love slimer i watched the cartoon too a lot a lot a lot a lot um loved it um, I guess it's not that scary, though, but... Yeah. Also, Scary Movie 3, I saw and became obsessed with it, and would, it was, like, my favorite movie in high school. And then it referenced so many other scary movies that then I wanted to watch them, and so it okay. was, yeah. That's it's, so, it's so funny you said Scary Movie 3, so Taylor's uh, aunt, uh, his cousins are younger than him, his cousins are the same age as my nephews, and uh, his cousin at the time was, like, nine and now he's about 15 but uh he went home and told his mom he was like can we watch the movie i watched at Brittany and taylor's house and she's like sure and it was scary movie three and he had never been allowed to watch anything that wasn't like g or pg and so the opening (laughs) scene is like you know obviously it's like mimicking the ring and shit also one of their names is katie and so when i would watch that with cat she'd be like katie katie wake up oh my god yeah it is hilarious. And she was like, what are you letting my child watch? And I'm like, that's not even really that bad. That's pretty tame for our household. But I I'm think it's just PG-13. Yeah, I don't think, I think it's just a PG-13 film. But it's like, sure. it's like boobs that she's running through um, yeah. the sprinkler system and all that. And She throws sorry. her shirt on the birdcage. Yeah. And she's like, oh. <laughs> like, it's just why? like, great. Why would you that's do that? That's amazing. It is hilarious. Um, sorry, I had to make sure real quick. So, sorry, it it wasn't Voodoo Dolls and, um, because I was already thinking, I was like, wait, it wasn't Voodoo Dolls and Tales from the Hood. It is just, like, dolls, like, it's dolls that, like, house, like, souls. Either way, I don't know if you ever saw Tales from the Hood. It's scary No, we were gonna do it uh, earlier this year and it wasn't streaming, so maybe it'll 
come streaming later this year yes. and watch it. Maybe for Halloween or something. Oh, that'd be good. It's a good I've one. seen parts of it, but I've never mm-hmm. gotten to watch it all the way through. That's why I, I know vaguely what you're talking about with the vo- the doll. But I was mm-hmm. like, I didn't know enough to be like, is it a voodoo doll? I was just like, sure. I'm not, I'm not yeah. Sure. They're, um, they're terrifying dolls is what they are. <laughs> yeah. No, I've seen pictures of the dolls. They look terrifying. There was like one standing on steps talking yes. to like someone. And I was like, oh, that's terrifying. Okay. Next question for you. Okay. So this is, I think it's a more fun one. Uh, okay. So what is your favorite kill in a scary movie? Honestly, it's a new one. Okay. And it is the, it actually won the Fangoria Chainsaw Award for Best Kill, but it's the Meat Slicer <gasps> kill in oh, Fear Street, the first oh, one. I got so upset there in that I film. got very upset, and I also, not only was it upsetting, but it was really gory. So yeah. it was, it was an emotional and gore one-two punch. Oh. And I did not expect that in a Netflix movie, honestly. I was like... Da, 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 pretty tame, little little scary. But I was like, "Oh shit! Oh, yeah. oh, okay." It really, shit literally really, got really real in that me. moment. Yes, because really I was like, "They're me. not gonna kill her. They're not gonna kill her." And then nope. literally bread slicer, and you're like, "Oh, this was a bread slicer, the deli slicer, whatever it was." I was like, oh, "It's great," and it won Ugh. best kill. But honestly, like, yeah, that was so impressive um, and so interesting. And right on camera, too. Because sometimes, like, you get a cool kill. I will say runner-up is probably Toni Collette sawing her head off in Hereditary. Because Ooh. I was convinced, because I was so terrified by that moment, that I was convinced that they had a close-up of that part, and they did not. Yeah. So and I always I thought they it, did, I too. Like, I was like, unless they re-edited it digitally, because it was too too much. Um, because I guess they could do that, but I don't think they did. But I was Ugh. convinced that there was, like, a close-up, and no, she's just up there. Yeah, that was pretty fucking crazy. So, yeah, those two, I would say. Ugh. Like, weirdly. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. I know. But fun! But not. Okay, so, this you almost mentioned this, but I don't know if you quite mentioned this, but... Okay, last question from me. What is the scariest movie that you've ever personally experienced? Like, it got under your skin, you didn't want to go to sleep at night, terrified you. Oh, God. Um, hmm. I feel like it's had to be, like, a ghost story of some kind. Because ghost stories usually do get under my skin a little bit more. Just because I've had some pretty freaky experiences as a child. True. Um... God, that's hard. Um, you know what? It's the first one that comes to mind. Um, it gets shit on a lot nowadays, and I think a lot of its sequels has undoed the true like horror aspect of the first film. In retrospect, it's not really a ghost story; it's a demon story. But the first Paranormal Activity was fucking oh, terrifying yeah. when it came out. Um, I don't know if that would be my ultimate answer. It's just the first one that came to mind right now. Um, but we saw that in theaters at, at the midnight premiere. Uh, and so, like, we were walking around campus at night because this was, like, our, my freshman year of college. And we heard a loud bang near King's house. So Which is we, super haunted. Yes. And so then we, like, ran all the way fucking back to our dorm, which was Maine, which is also haunted. Yeah. Uh, Oh, no, I lived on the hall where the ghost died. Well, she didn't actually die where she lived. 
I live oh. next to her room. Anyways, and the her room is a closet, by the way. So yeah. no one lives in her room, but it was it's on my sorority's hall, and they turned it into a closet. But all of our shit was in that closet. And one time, people were stupid and brought a Ouija board, and were like, "Let's go in her." her no. The ghost name is Condi. Um, go in Condi's room. Also, my friend Barbara is distantly related to her. So oh wow, tight. Yeah, tight. Anyways, um. They asked me if I would like to go, and I was like, I do not mess with Ouija boards. Yeah. My Catholic mother told me not to, and I believed her. Um, and I, like, ten minutes later, they all come running out screaming. Like, I don't know what happened. I never asked, but uh, I'm not afraid of Condi. She was a girl who, her nightgown caught fire. Some people say while she was making cocoa or fudge, fudge in her yeah. dorm room. Okay, I don't really know. I'm like, no one really knows what she was making, but that's not important. She caught fire. Instead of stop dropping and rolling, she ran through the hall, and it got worse, and she died of her burns later off campus. But I will say, there were a lot of footsteps above my bedroom, and there is yeah. no floor above my bedroom in that dorm. So, oh. also, there's a door permanently with her face in flames, and they cha- they used to change the doors to that room. I guess it's the closet. But yeah, anyways... Yeah, Montevallo in Alabama is super haunted. Hella yeah. haunted. I was, um, so I had experience in the theater, in our old theater building, Reynolds, and I was in the costume shop at like 2 a.m. Yes, because that I'm a hall dumbass. Terrifying. I am it's all a mirrors. Dumbass. Well, also, I literally, so, do you know, the door going for the mass comms office yes. was locked. So I had to go the other way around. Yeah. And when I did, I went across the stage, and it was by myself in the theater. And Mm-mm. I stopped, Mm-mm. and I could hear footsteps fall behind Mm-mm. me. Mm-mm. And I felt like something, I knew there was something behind me. And I said, please don't, please just let me go. Please just leave me alone. And I kept walking, and it didn't follow me again. I'm literally getting cold chills, like, thinking about it right now. Cause yeah, I'm like, I don't like yeah. going in that mass calm room. Yeah. It was always felt not okay to me. Yeah. Uh, like, anyways, haunted campuses. They're fun. Yeah, they're fun. Welcome so to I, the south. The south. I do <laughs> biscuits have one, and ghosts. Biscuits, biscuits, and ghosts. I do have one last question. And oh, yeah. I'm going to pick your brain. Uh, so what is a horror movie you love that everyone else seems to hate? Midsummer? No, I'm just kidding. Midsummer, is... I think, is pretty acclaimed. A lot of people like Midsummer. Yeah, but I get so many people like, it's too long. And I'm like, it is long, but it's also fucking beautiful. Uh, maybe Titan, though. Huh? I love Titan, but when yeah. we saw it, we ran into a friend of mine who is a very, he has very, very good taste in movies. And he hated it. Hated it. I was like, what do you think? He's like, I hated it. I was like, okay. <laughs> I loved it. He's like, yeah, okay. Like, respectfully disagree. But, you know, Titan is its own little thing. Maybe maybe Titan? Also, no one seems to want to watch Titan. I'm like, it's a car baby. I'm like, maybe I'm just weird, but I don't really care. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that's just really, really good. I feel like a lot of people get turned off by movies that we review and that I really like because they're gory or because they're disturbing. Like, I love The Piano Teacher. I love that movie. It's so fun to analyze. But I feel like probably someone 
would watch it and be like, I just, why does it have to be so violent? Yeah. You know. But I would say probably Titan and Midsummer are the ones that I most often get people going like, yeah, I don't really like that. Or that looks stupid. And I'm like, well, it wasn't. But yeah. Agree to disagree. Midsummer mm-hmm. is just people are like, it's so long. And I was like, because it's good. It's a breakdown <laughs> of someone's psyche and relationship and cults and what the fuck do you want? It's fucking gorgeous. Shut the it is a pretty up. movie. Mm-hmm. It's a very, very pretty movie. Not too often that you see like a horror film set in like very vivid daylight. So Yeah. And actually like live up to the disturbing nature of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say that in Titan because people really did not. <laughs> I love Titan, but apparently, you know, the Academy didn't like Titan. I think the Academy, it'll be very interesting if voting ever gets released to the public because I wonder how many movies barely make it. Barely make it. I mean, like, we get the short list, but that's a guess. Yeah. You know. So, because with people like Anna Biller in the Academy, I was like, there has to be some interesting things oh, you going know on. Anna Biller voted for Titan. Yeah. Like. She was like, feminist whore, body whore, car baby. Absolutely, yes. Yes. All so. of the above. <laughs> Exactly. That's why I think so, too. But I guess that's the end of our quiz and our trivia. If you haven't already, make sure you like our episodes, our posts on social media so we can get you into the running for um, getting some stuff. I love that I get a pop-up towards the end of the episode that is blocking my audacity. Great. Anyways, um, but... We still need to pick one for our next episode, which we... So, in the summer, I'm doing a play, and Britt's got a lot of stuff going on. So, we are going to go bi-weekly, temporarily, for the summer. Um, it won't be forever, but we also might mix up some of the format in the fall, too. Um, so, just stay tuned. Um, but, for right now, we're going to go bi-weekly, just so we can all have some time to breathe and actually the episodes that we do we can research properly and give thought into it um but it's gonna be you know we'll we'll keep you guys updated on social media and everything um we'll still check in weekly on social media we just might not release a full episode we might be doing like mini episodes in between in the fall but since i can't record the week of the show the leading the tech week you know, we're already going to have to skip a week. We're like, let's just like, you know, we'll go starting in June. We'll go every other week and through August. And then we'll start doing like every week. But we'll do like mini episodes in between. At least that's what we think we're going to do. Um, but also like we have the least amount of listeners in the summer. So we figured this was the best time to go bi-weekly. And we just all have, we both happen to be busy right now. So it's the summer. Everyone has shit to do. Yes. So uh, with that being said, we just want to let you guys know. Nothing, we're not going away. We're just, you know, tired and old. Um, <laughs> but um, we are going to tell you what next week's movie is. Um, so just hold on to your horses. We'll be right back with that. Okay, so for next week, it'll be June. So it'll be Pride Month. And we want to do at least one queer horror movie. But I, okay, so I had some really Yay. good older movies lined up because after we did Diablo League, all of these queer coded movies came up and I was like, oh, can't wait to do them. 
And then I was like, oh, this is my chance. We can do them. None of them are streaming because they're old, apparently, which upsets me. But maybe they'll come out later on in the year and we can cover them because we should do those movies whenever we want. But since it is Pride Month and with everything else going on in the world, especially if you didn't know in Alabama, they just made it illegal to be transgender until you're 19. So to stick it to them, let's uh, cover both a summer film a, I guess, thrice summer film, a classic sequel in a classic horror anthology and series, and a queer-coded film. I mean, I think it's, it's been a long time since I've seen it, but I feel like it's pretty obvious, but also not explicit, um, which is A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge, which, uh, is on HBO Max right now, and it's one that I have seen, but I haven't, like, sat down and really analyzed it. And there's also, like, Britt was saying she knows there's, like, a, um, whatchamacallit, a documentary about it as well. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a very interesting movie. It's, like, it should have just been a sequel to Nightmare on Elm Street, but it's so much more, and it is queer. I mean, is it explicit? I can't remember. I feel like it's more, like, implied. I- I think it's overt, but it wasn't, like, uh, I guess at the time it wasn't intentional, but nowadays people are like, what the hell? Like, how is this not intentional? So, which it has been a couple years since I've seen it. Yes. Um, I want to say, I'm trying to figure out the documentary. I want to say it was called My Nightmare. I think I watched the documentary years ago, because it was on Netflix, I want to say. yeah. Scream Queen, My Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes. So, anyways, so... Uh, let's celebrate Pride, stick it to the bigots, and also hang out with Freddy Krueger, because I'm, damn it, he's a fun villain, you know? And also, as the movies go on, they get progressively sillier. The first one is actually kind of scary and sad, but I don't know, it just gets kind of funnier. And there's a pool party in this one! So it's summer. So anyways... So, which, uh, that, we did that for Pride Month last year, because we did Stranger by the Lake. Yeah, oh, yeah, pool party. A lake party. Well, yeah, it was, was it a party? I don't know if it was, it was, some people were having parties in the woods, but, you know, yeah. I love that movie. So, thank you, uh, Hudson, right, for yes. suggesting it. Thank you so much, because um, that was one of those movies that I knew nothing about, but the poster looked cool, and then I watched it. It was shocking, but it was also amazing. It was only shocking because we didn't know there was full-on sex in the movie. Once we got past yeah. that. Now I just tell everyone, like, you haven't seen Stranger by the Lake? Oh, my God. It's so good. Um, just don't watch it with your windows open, but yeah, it is so good. or with children nearby, you know? Yes. Just, yeah. yeah. It is pornographic, but in the best way possible for a reason. Anyways, um, so we're going to watch Freddy's Revenge, Nightmare on Elm Street 2, which is weirdly... Well, Johnny Depp's not in this movie, but he was in the first one. That was his first yes. big movie. So, weirdly, with everything else going on. By the way, she lied about donating money. I'm just saying. Oh. She did. She she literally yes. went on a Danish TV show and said, I donated money. And then she, on in court, says, oh, I use the words pledge and donate interchangeably. I'm like, that is not the same thing. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, but then also other stuff. It's bad for both of them. Anyways, um, with that, we are going to definitely say goodnight, though. Britt is telling me that it is time to go to bed. It is time to go to bed. I haven't taken my allergy medicine yet. And I think... <laughs> I probably sound different because my allergies are driving me crazy. 
Um, but I did want to take just a second to thank Brett, to thank everyone who has come on the podcast, to thank Ryan for contributing and helping us out, um, to thank everybody, everyone who listens, every filmmaker who has reached out to us and who has made a movie that we've covered, even if we hated your movie, thank you for making them. Um, and I just want to thank you guys for being our audience to listen to us ramble on about horror movies and weird movies and just all kinds of movies. Um, we love you guys. We are so thankful for you. I, I literally just don't even know what we would have done without you guys, especially during COVID, even though it's researching. So make sure you wash your hands. And I just had to take a COVID test this week. I'm fine. It's negative, but... Uh, it's still going on, so, uh, if you can get boosted and, uh, wash your hands, uh, good thing is it's not as deadly, but, you know, and just be nice to everybody. Um, I feel like June's gonna be a rough month for people who believe in civil rights and human rights and bodily autonomy and people with uteruses. I feel like it's gonna be rough. And I'm hoping we can get to the other side of this. Um, I think we live in a trigger state, I want to say. So that's not going to be fun. But make sure you vote. I know the Alabama primaries are happening the day before this goes out. So vote in your primaries. Vote for the least fascist you can. Um, (laughs) And uh, please vote and please research your candidates. Um, because if you don't vote, if everyone doesn't vote, then we're not actually representing our population. Um, and we all need to be represented. And if we vote the way that we believe, then hopefully the laws will be what we believe because what might be coming in June and probably is coming in June is not the majority of what people want in the United States. Over 60% of people are perfectly fine with Roe v. Wade. Seems weird to change the ruling for 40% of the population. Uh, just saying. Anyways, I love you guys. We love you guys. Thank you, Britt, for 100 episodes. Thank you for keeping me on track, even when I ramble too long. Uh, uh, this is going to be a nightmare to edit, but it's okay. Um, And I love you. I love everyone. Thank you for listening. I'm going to shut up now. Be safe. Love one another. Wash your hands. Take your vitamins. Yes. 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 All that. Uh, thank you, Katie. Uh, th- it's been a hell of a ride. It's been ups and downs. I'm not going to lie to anybody. Why did anybody. I know you were going to say hell of a ride? I don't know why. Yeah. I almost said it with you. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's up and downs. Don't let anyone ever convince you that like doing a podcast is easy. It's not some days uh, I get drag kicking and screaming because I'm a tired and I just want to take a little nap. But we have to fuzz the missiles, if you guys yeah, remember that. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> um, but it's it's worth it. It's worth it um, to hear you guys uh, tell us things that you like or comment on things or uh, say really, really nice things or recommend movies to us. It's nice that you're out there and you're listening. Um we always appreciate you. We thank you so much for always allowing us to be some small part of your day. Um, and we do thank our filmmakers. Uh, like Katie said, of course, a uh, special shout out to Jake, uh, who shared his what? movie with us before he even released it. 
Um, so and of cool. course, uh, Vega, you know, coming on uh, too. It's awesome. We we really appreciate you guys, our friends who have acted as our guests. Uh, we love you guys. You've been amazing. Um, so yeah, guys, we appreciate you. Um, I'm so glad Film Assist uh, movies are literally one of the brightest things in my life. They're one of my favorite forms of art. And thank you all for listening and letting me have that outlet that me and Katie get to talk about them. So thank you so much for that. Yeah. Um, we love you. Please keep safe. Uh, safe. Like Katie said, please vote in your elections. Uh, it makes me sick to my stomach to think about things. I, But unfortunately, we have to think about them because if we don't, if we just don't pay attention to things, that's how things happen that's how worse things happen is when you don't pay attention to things and even though it sucks to see the bad in the world sometimes you do have to look at it and try to be the change in the world which is what they tell us in second grade um yeah so listen to your second grade teacher yes be the change you wish to see in the world um but with that being said guys we love you very much uh take care of yourselves Mm -hmm. take care of each other and as always we just look forward to seeing you next time same spoopy time same spoopy channel. Stay spoopy, y'all. Stay spoopy, y'all. Bye. Bye, everybody. Good Bye. Good day. Good morning. Good, good afternoon. Morning. Good afternoon. Bye. Bye. <laughs> the Grindhouse Girls podcast is a production by Katie Dale and Brittany Ray and edited by Katie Dale. All music used is royalty free and will be in our annotations. If you have any questions, comments, suggestions, please contact us at contact us at grindhousegirlspod.com or visit our website at grindhousegirlspod.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon.